Archbishop Tom Daly, the seventh bishop of the Diocese of Spokane, Washington, and joining me on the Bishop and Vickers radio show are three of our very prominent pastors of Spokane, Father Darren Connell, rector of Our Lady of Lords Cathedral and vicar general of the diocese, Father Pat Kirst, pastor of St. Mary in Spokane Valley and vicar for priests, and Father Brian Mee, vicar of finance and the pastor of St. Peter's in the South Hill. And by prominent, he means huge. Yes. <laughs> On the South Hill. On the South the Hill. The entire South Hill. Well, no, There's actually the two uh, husky vickers in this room, um, but we'll let no. the let the radio show audience uh, Judge it by the voice. Yes, Judge it by the voice. By the voice. We're going to do a contest in the summertime, uh, but that's for another show. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about, as we approach, we are in the Easter season, but very shortly we'll be in the month of May. And uh, Mary... Our Blessed Mother, in the month of May and in October, uh, draws our attention, of course, always to her son, Jesus. But it gives us an opportunity on this radio show and in our diocese and in our world, the church throughout the world, to reflect on the very important role our Blessed Mother has. And so um, I'd just like to begin with um, asking the, the various uh, vicars a little bit of um, the role that Mary has played, perhaps in their vocation discernment, in the life growing up, uh, their spiritual life and their education. Uh, maybe if you've gone to a school with uh, Mary as a patroness. Um, Mother Clary. Mother Clary. Do they have a fight song? that for us? Yes. Here we go again. <laughs> that was the high school seminary no longer with us, but there are beautiful stained glass windows that are still in St. Joseph's in Colbert. But uh, we can talk about That's that later. That's another show. Yeah. That's another show. Anyway, let's talk. Let's uh, bring it to uh, Father Pat Kirst, who radio the radio ratings are placing you very high in the people. I they, generally they like, like to, to go hear first, you. But yeah, okay. that's okay. The first I shall be last. I have face perfect for radio, they say. But mm -hmm. you've heard that Mary right now. The parish is called Saint Mary, for want of a better term, and it happens to be the parish in which I grew up in the school that I attended, and so there was that sense of uh, fostering a Marian devotion. Uh, early on in my life, and I do recall things like May Crownings, which I think a lot of schools do, but uh, in particular at St. Mary, it took on special prominence during the year. And then being back in the parish after uh, many, many years, it's something that is a, a, a source of connection with us to that great devotion of Mary that's been so much a part of our tradition for centuries. And, and uh, so I think that was fostered with me early, but uh, interestingly, or perhaps not, that uh, I find that my devotion to Mary is pretty much focused on the church's devotion to Mary as a personal devotion. Beyond that, I don't really uh, have that as a prominent part of my life, but I do embrace the church's traditions with that and uh, celebrate all the Marian feasts with much joy and, and I'm very pleased for the role of Mary within our lives as church. I think uh, if I know historically, as though new to the Diocese of uh, Spokane, that the Sisters of St. Mary of Oregon were the teaching sisters at uh, St. Mary, as they were at one time correct. at St. Peter's. Schmoes. Yes, Schmoes. Yes. Schmoes. Schmoes. Right. They're no yes. longer with us. Well, they are, but not yeah. in this diocese. <laughs> uh, you should no longer be with us on this radio show, but... Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, I know. that's enough out of Father you. Pat has a, Father Pat has a very close connection with the Schmoes that has to do with a hobby of his. You want to share? Uh, this is a sidebar. Uh, by this the way. may be another show, but uh, you know, my yeah, my my eighth grade teacher and the, the commercial. The, yeah. Okay. Stop. My my eighth grade teacher and the principal at the school when I was at St. Mary's School was Sister Mary Hugh, 
Uh, I was raised around thoroughbred racehorses and have owned horses for a long time. I have you the last couple of years. Thoroughbred horses, correct. Yeah. But uh, you were raised by Arctic wolves. All right, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a friend of mine and I who went to school together. He's the horse trainer. Uh, we had a horse once that we'd bought early on and didn't have a name yet, so we we're jockeying back and forth what to name our racehorse, and he came up with the brilliant idea. Well, she's kind of ornery. Why don't we name her Sister Mary Hugh? So we did, in fact, name that horse Sister Mary Hugh, and I let Sister Hugh know that. She was about 95 years old at the time. She, she thought cried. that was great. Oh. And whenever the horse wow. would win, we got videotapes of the races, and I'd send them to Sister Hugh, and she'd gather the sisters around down in Beaverton, Oregon, and they'd watch Sister Mary Hugh win horse races. So it was... Wow. Did you have a bookie operating out of your garage? I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. How about uh, you want to speak back to Mary? Yeah, back to, Mary. Back to you. Back okay. to the subject That's at all. hand. Okay. Yeah. Father, Father. So um, when I was ordained a priest 24 years uh, plus ago, uh, my anniversary is the 29th of May. Cards and letters can be sent to the cathedral. Um, you know, when, I was, when, when I was ordained 25 years ago. I think your finance should do something about that. My... Uh, my uh, holy cards, I had two. One was an icon of Jesus, and another one was of Mario's uh, Immaculate Conception. So, you know, from the very first of uh, my priesthood, I entrusted my, my priesthood to, uh, to the Lord, obviously, and, and to our Blessed Mother. Interestingly enough, when I was ordained, or uh, my first pastorate uh, was uh, to Immaculate Conception uh, Parish in uh, Colville, and uh, Pure Heart of Mary in, uh, in Kettle Falls. And so early on in my priesthood, Mary... It's actually in Northport, Oh, did I say? Yeah, I guess you're right. Northport. I usually am. Kettle Falls is also Immaculate yeah. Conception. You were just pastor. No, there. Kettle Falls is Sacred Heart. Yeah. But you Whatever. can see how it all meant mm. so much to me, obviously. <laughs> um, and then um, in, in 2011, when I left the seminary, uh, I was sent to the Cathedral of Our, of Our Lady of Lourdes. And it was at Lourdes uh, that Mary said uh, to Bernadette, I am the Immaculate Conception. And so, uh, Blessed Mothers, in terms of my priesthood and my assignments, has had a prominent role. Um, uh, and after I came to the cathedral, after Bishop Daly was installed a uh, few months, I was at the cathedral, and um, uh, this is where the, the sympathy card gets played, but I was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, I called the Does bishop. Does she bring this up every show? Every other show. Every <laughs> other show. Um, Brian, get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> you could weep a little. Try it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, All right. Poke yourself in the eye. Um, so I uh, I called Bishop Daly, and uh, he actually took my phone call. And uh, he, he is, as Providence would have it, he was actually in Lourdes uh, in France uh, on a personal pilgrimage. And I told him what had happened, and, and he uh, went down to the grotto and offered prayers and offered masses for me, mass for me, and uh, which meant a lot. And uh, again, I think it reflects the, the role that the Blessed Mother has had in my life. And when he came home, uh, he purchased for me a, a beautiful statue of Our Lady of Lourdes, uh, it's the replica one that he has in his office. His in his office is larger than the one he brought me, but it's the thought that counts. And he also brought me a uh, medal of uh, the miraculous medal from uh, the Rudebach. The Rudebach, one forty, uh, the Rudebach in Paris, it, France. I, I have it on right now as we speak. I'm touching it through my rabbi. There it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's, uh, Mary has been uh, present with me throughout my priesthood and also throughout my um, illness. And now I'm just dandy. So. Father me, you were from Sacred Hearts, so you did not go to a school uh, with patroness of Our Lady, but well, you, we had you studied in Europe. Yes, I studied in Europe. And um, so, I and you went to Mater Clary. I went to Mater Clary as well, so mother of the clergy. Um, Is that what that I've means? been to a number of Marian shrines. 
I've been to Our Lady of Lourdes. I've mm -hmm. been to Fatima. And Our Lady of Knock, who I believe does not get the recognition she deserves. And Bishop, I don't think I've ever heard you preach on Our Lady of Knock. But no, I but I've been there. Soon. I celebrated Mass there. That's that's one She's part humbled. of mm -hmm. devotion to Our Lady of Knock. And I've been to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Monsignor Horan was the priest who was very instrumental in getting an airport into Knock and to putting that shrine on. But that's that's for another episode. It is. It's a yeah. short runway, though. Yeah, it is. It's Delta 157. Yeah, but now I have two stories about Our Lady of Lourdes, and I'm going to let you choose, Bishop, which one you'd like me to tell. The pious one. The pious one. Is or Brian Kiley falls the first time. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. So when I was in the seminary oh, at the North American College. In Rome. In Rome. It still is in Rome. And On Humility Way. Or is that the no, Casa? No, that's the Casa. Okay. Humility Casa Hill. Santa Maria, yeah. as a matter of mm -hmm. fact. But uh, I had a classmate from after Boston who is now the rector of some seminary. John the 23rd in Weston, Mass. That's it. On the that's interstate. It. And he had a great devotion uh -huh. to Our Lady of Lourdes. So he went up there on the first vacation. That's what he was looking forward to, going up to visit the shrine of Lourdes. And um, so one of the things, as you know, you can do at Lourdes is you can uh, enter into the, the bath. The we bath call them the piscine. That's French for bath. There. Into yes. the bath, mm -hmm. into the waters, where there's many miracles have taken place, many healings. So Brian Kiley, uh, with great devotion, said some prayers and entered into those bath waters, and he slipped. Mm. He fell. He dislocated his shoulder. Has he ever been moving. invited back? Well, he changed his devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. Did he? I was going to ask what the point did. of this story was. Did he yes. get gangrene? Gangrene, no. Did, did the arm have to be amputated? I'll check. I haven't did he, heard from did him he in die? a long while. No. So it's a good thing that Our Lady of Lourdes, that happened at Our Lady of Lourdes, had it happened in another shrine, he might have not have received That's all right. those That's graces. Very good. So, I, I will remind him of that mm -hmm. at our 40th reunion. Which will be in 18. But no, I, I do have, I have one minute, according to, uh, there's a more beautiful story yet of uh, Lourdes, and that is, I remember meeting a woman at Lourdes in a little coffee bar, and she went up there every year since she was a young woman, uh, she was a nurse to take care of the sick there at Lourdes. And um, she said she had been going there for something like 25, 29 years or something. And I said, well, that was, I was very moved by that fact that she would spend her vacations helping the sick. And she said, well, that's nothing. Her husband had been coming longer. So before they even knew one another and he had come for 30, 35 years or whatever. And he was a doctor and he helped the sick. And I said, well, where's your husband at now? And she said, well, he's with our child. We have one child. I said, well, where are they at? And she said, well, they're at the mass for the invalids down at the uh, Basilica. So the one child that these two people had been given who had devoted themselves so much to the sick at Lourdes was uh, they had a, a daughter who was an invalid. And I found that very moving and that as part of the spirituality. It's not only uh, a physical healing, one would look for at Lourdes or through our, our Lady, our Blessed Mother, but spiritual healings as well, or for that strength and grace to carry the cross uh, that we may be asked to carry in this life. And that is a very key part of uh, Our Lady of Lourdes, uh, the pilgrimage uh, when one visits there. But we'll, we'll speak a little bit more about that on our, when we come back.
whoever wishes to be my follower must deny his very self, take up his cross each day, and follow in my steps. Lord, help me not to be afraid of self-denial and the cross. Give me the grace to follow you today. We are talking about... Uh the significance of our Blessed Mother in this month of May, and uh, Father Me, Father Connell, and Father Kurtz have talked about uh, their upbringing, uh, the uh, experience they've had in Mary, depending upon their assignment. Just a little bit, I was blessed to go to Our Lady of the Visitation Grammar School in San Francisco before moving to St. Brendan's, and I was taught by It's a halfway the, house now, isn't it? Uh, no, it's still very, very strongly oh. a grammar school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably would have lasted there because that, a- then again, you've, you've Three-quarters of its way. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, the Daughters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul oh. are still there. I haven't heard of them. You should. Um, <laughs> and the Miraculous Medal, which you know St. Catherine Labore uh, gave you. Neck. Yes, St. Yes. Catherine Labore. Mary appeared in 1830 at 140 the Rue de Bach. Have you ever been to the Rue de Bach, Father Me? I remember. Wasn't that a, a story by Edgar Allan Poe? No, it wasn't. It's an Murder actual street. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. Yes, that's right. Well, um, the great thing about this show is people, each of the vicar interviews each episode, whether or not they're worthy for the next show. But um, the uh, Ruta Bach, seriously, is the mother house of the Daughters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul. And there, uh, again, Mary appeared. And the chair that our Blessed Mother sat in is sit sits near uh, in the sanctuary. Uh, you can see it there. It's right near the, the heart of Vincent de Paul. And on our pilgrimage, our diocesan pilgrimage, in the fall that uh, Father Connell suggested but wasn't able to go, but uh, Father Jeff Lewis and about 40 of our pilgrims from eastern Washington and friends from California uh, attended, we are able to, again, that simple message. And it's a very important that uh, Mary always leads us uh, closer to her son, Jesus. And we see that in the wedding feast at Cana in Galilee, where uh, Mary uh, goes to Jesus and tells him that they've, they've run out of wine. So I think we, you know, sometimes Catholics are accused of, of worshiping Mary, and we honor Mary as we would honor uh, the mother, all of our mothers who we love greatly. But most especially as we um, finished up Easter, and that beautiful reading uh, where uh, Jesus on the cross, uh, woman, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. And I think that is, those are words spoken to all of us. I think um, with, um, follow me, you were going to address another area of uh, perhaps Marian devotion, the, the role of Mary oh, in the universal church. To, yeah. This ought to be interesting. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the proper term for the devotion we give to the Blessed Mother is hyperdulia. Hmm. As opposed to from I knew that. Is that a Greek word? Well, it's, it's veneration and more. In mm-hmm. other words, it's uh, we don't adore, Bishop, as you said, we don't adore Mary that's saved for the Godhead, for the divinity, um, but she receives more veneration than simply a saint like St. Vincent de Paul. Um, and the reason for that is because she is such a symbol or an image of the church herself. And, and you know, oftentimes I think because it became so popular in the 17th, 18th, 19th century, the devotion, personal devotion that we have to the Blessed Mother, which is very key to Marian spirituality, that we can overlook or it can overshadow that uh, the Blessed Mother is the symbol of the church. And what can be said of the Blessed Mother historically is being said in uh, a way of the church as well and of each one of us. And an example of that is 
um, the baptismal font at St. John Lateran in Rome. You know, it speaks of uh, the Holy Spirit hovering over the womb, over uh, the baptismal font, which is a womb that gives birth. And, you know, when you think of it, when we celebrate the sacrament of baptism, we call down the Spirit upon these waters, and that from these waters uh, Christians will be born. Well, that's very much the church, early church, would see that uh, in sync with uh, the Blessed Mother in prayer and with the Holy Spirit being called down you know, upon her and uh, in her womb that uh, the Christ child is conceived. So I think, and you could run through that in almost every aspect of the church and the, uh, the church's spirituality, and you see a Marian uh, image present there. So certainly in a radio program, there's not enough time to, to, to unfold that. He's completely. trying to take most of it. Yes. But, <laughs> but you get the idea that there's more. In other words, there needs to be, I think, in the church or in our parishes, not simply... Uh, an expression or a speaking of personal devotion to the Blessed Mother, but how that really um, uh, is very compatible and is part of our spirituality as church. We, um, in the seminary, uh, Father Bleitner, uh, Father Connell, you interviewed him. Do you, He's a Franciscan? Uh, no, Sulpician. Sulpician Father, okay. yeah. Father Bleitner spoke about, historically in the church, it seems when the church maybe lost its sense of compassion, maybe those are the times when there were a more prominent uh, experience of apparition. Visitation would be actually the other term, just to bring us back to to the love of Jesus, the compassion of Jesus, and the heart of Jesus. Um, you were mentioning about Our Lady of, uh, of Knock, and um, uh, I um, have been there, uh, maybe not as, as frequently as you have, but they said, you know, it's significant, I think, in that uh, apparition in Knock in Ireland that it's um, John, St. John, is it St. Patrick and, and Mary, and there's nothing spoken. And historically and theologically that in the, the apparitions that there's a belief that each, whether it's Lord's, which is healing, Fatima about penance, uh, that uh, Knock was Mary uh, in her silence joining the Irish people who were suffering because of famine and oppression. Um, I know, Pat, you were in um, Walla Walla, and uh, I think probably in the community there, the Spanish-speaking community there, Our Lady of Guadalupe. So you would probably be a bit more familiar with uh, that devotion and the lives of the Mexican people. Yeah, it, it's impressive. The only of the major Marian shrines I've ever visited is Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, in Mexico City, just outside of Mexico City. And what did, uh, initially caught my eye was that people were walking from hundreds and hundreds of yards away toward the church on their knees over this rock pavement. And I thought, now that's pretty impressive. And I did have the honor of serving for 21 years among people of Hispanic descent. And it's part of, it was sacrifice. It was making a sacrifice. Oh, definitely, so definitely. Their lives. And, and I guess, I guess that practice is not limited to our lady. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Lupe. no, it, it applies to our devotion to their devotion to her, but also our daily lives, like, you know, fasting and, and other, uh, penitential practices that are not restricted just to Lent. Mm -hmm. Right. So anyway, I just, uh, with that, first-hand observation of, of Mexican people and their devotion to our Blessed Mother at Our Lady of Guadalupe, working among people of that descent in other parishes, it, it really is one of the most impressive and humbling things I've experienced as a, 
as a priest to see how deeply devoted uh, people of Hispanic descent are to Our Lady of Gua uh, Guadalupe in particular, but mm -hmm. Our Lady, of course, uh, and the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe on the 12th of December is is a really humbling experience that church is filled before the sun rises to, mm -hmm. to sing to Our Lady of Guadalupe and then uh, throughout the day, meal, procession, mass. It's it's just truly impressive how deeply devoted people are and, and their, how rich their love is for Our Ladies. In the, um, I would encourage our radio listeners, if you do have a chance to read um, any number of uh, books about the, the role of Mary in uh, our church, one that is recommended uh, by Father Me is Our Lady and the Church by um, Hugo Rahner, a Jesuit father. And um, it is Carl one of the Rahner? great works, uh, no, Hugo, uh, of the 20th his century brother, theology. His brother. His brother. Mm -hmm. And uh, Pope Adopted. Benedict, he, uh, Pope Benedict XVI, really encouraged uh, readers to pick up this book. So to help you understand, uh, help our, all of us understand the role that Mary plays, it's very good for us to read and to humbly pray. I think Mary also teaches us uh, that great virtue of humility uh, in that, yes, uh, be it done to me according to your word. It's, it should frame our, our own seeking of God's will. And certainly as, as priests, when we said uh, yes to the Lord's invitation uh, to follow him, and currently we see this at our great seminary, Bishop White. Uh, Father Connor, you were the I, rector at the time when that seminary was built, and all of you are graduates. Is it still standing? It's still standing. Very and paid for. And paid for. And paid for. And paid for. Through the generosity, Knights of Columbus and, and others. Um, in, the, in the foyer of the uh, seminary is, uh, is a statue of Our Lady that the poor Clares here in Spokane donated. And it was refinished. We're going to take a little break now, and then we'll return back to our discussion of the role of Blessed Mother plays in the lives of uh, Catholic faithful. We asked people all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? It's a good question. Boy, I gave a huge hug this morning, like a really big squeeze. I took the baby while she worked. I got up with the baby while he slept. Yeah. We've actually organized a date night tonight. I cooked my husband's favorite breakfast. Well, I've done today what I usually do, and that is obey. What have you done for your marriage today? Don't forget the small stuff. Need ideas? Go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. We're back uh, talking about uh, Mary, our Blessed Mother, in the life of our church with the, with the three vicars. And Father Connell, you were speaking about a way to help uh, maybe people who are a little unsure about Mary's role, maybe people sure. who are not Catholic. And well, so for yeah. people who are not Catholic, even for, for Catholics who uh, uh, don't have a, a deep appreciation for Mary, and I also think of people who... Uh, who are coming into the church, who are the those recently initiated in the church, and those who are thinking about becoming um, a Catholic, that sometimes Mary and it can be a stumbling block uh, for them. But that's always a little puzzling for me because um, I've always understood Mary and have tried to teach about Mary uh, in the context of family. If you can understand, uh, you know, the the nature of family, then it's easy to understand the nature of, of our devotion to Mary and the saints. If you think the best qualities of motherhood, for example, you know, a good mom watches out for her kids and loves her children and uh, intercedes for them. I mean, I remember times when I wanted something as a, as, a, as a kid and I didn't want to ask dad, so I went to mom. And, you know, mom had a way of, of softening dad and, and helping me to get what I want. Those kinds of, of uh, images of family, I think, are helpful in understanding Mary. And why do we honor her? Why do we uh, speak uh, uh, noble things about her. Um, 
it's it's because of Jesus. You, you just think about our, our lives in the natural world. When people say nice things about our mom, when they when they compliment our moms, when they uh, hold our moms up for for esteem and honor, that makes us feel really good. And when they ignore our mothers and speak disrespectfully of our mothers, those are fighting words. And I think the very same the very same thing is uh, can be used to characterize a relationship with the Blessed Mother. Thank you. Uh, Father Kirst, uh, what's going on in uh, your parish for, uh, as a way to, in the month of May, um, speak about Mary's role, and especially in your, with the, the kids in the Catholic school? He's going to Hawaii. I don't know. I'm not going to be there for most he, of me. He's going to Hawaii. Yeah, so okay. <laughs> we, we do, as most schools, I do believe, uh, have a May crowning uh, with the press, special prayer service to uh, place a crown on our statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary within our church building. And mm -hmm. so that will be a primary thing. Plus the rosary is prayed in the school uh, on a weekly basis during the month of May in particular. And then at, in our parish before every mass in the morning, the rosary is prayed. Good. I just let our listeners know that on July 23rd at Avista Stadium here in Spokane, we will have a gathering of as many uh, Catholics as possible and to pray the rosary. It's a significant moment in the church in eastern Washington and northern Idaho and maybe western Montana. So again, the 23rd of July, your parishes will have more information. We hope that people, even though it's the summer, will gather together and ask for Mary's intercession for unity and healing in our church, in our nation, and uh, again, Mary reminding us of those words, with God all things are possible. Father me, let's see, whether it's St. Peter's with uh, your school, you're going to offer an additional insight. Even though it's a radio show, if you had been here, you would have noticed that um, Father Me was eating his lunch, which was a banana. He reminded me of Coco. Uh, Coco is a large I remember Coco. Coco ape in the National Zoo uh, in um Bridgeport, no, Connecticut. Monkey. Knows a thousand words. Was it, of yeah, sign language. Capuchin monkey. Wasn't Capuchin it? monkey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was monkey. your Capuchin he was monkey. your service animal. My service animal. When I was sick. Yeah, but Long seriously, sparky. I guess I'll have to me. Yes. yes, yes. Let's Bishop. get back to you. Oh, back to me. Yeah. What are we talking about? Bananas, <laughs> the zoo, or no? Or no Saint, we're something Peter far more serious. Something serious. What we're doing, of course. Well, I suppose St. Peter's is outshining both St. Mary's and Our Lady of Lourdes as far as Marian devotions Peter go. So Mary. St. Peter I, outshining Our Lady I of Lourdes. I won't even go into that, but yeah, I, wanted to, I wanted to go back to a lose. moment. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go back to a moment we were talking about, okay, the personal devotion we have to Mary, the ecclesial devotion or how Mary you know, relates to the church. But uh, to bring it back again, the early church fathers would say everything that's said of Mary can be said of the church, but also is meant to be said of our souls, that the Holy Spirit as a Holy Spirit overshadowed the Blessed Mother, the Holy Spirit overshadows us through baptism, through confirmation, and just as uh, the Blessed Mother uh, nurtured Christ in her womb, why we are to be nurturing Christ in our souls and bringing him to life in our world mm. today. Now can I go back to my banana? No. <laughs> no. I think that it's important that, uh, you know, it, typically in the spring, uh, it's the time for men to be ordained to the transitional diaconate and the uh, priesthood. And I know that uh, from my uh, years as a vocation director, and that's where I first uh, came to know uh, Father Connell, that um, we, uh, anyone, and, and Father Kirst and, who's, uh, and Father Me have worked with uh, newly ordained, that it's um, a time when we also ask Mary to watch over uh, those to be ordained. I know in the uh, Diocese of San Jose, uh, men are being ordained deacons, transitional deacons, and uh, to priesthood. 
In our own diocese, I ordained uh, Raymond, one of our seminarians uh, at Theological College, uh, and to the transitional deacon at, uh, in Washington, D.C. So it is a time also when we ask our Blessed Mother to intercede, typically Our Lady Queen of the Clergy, or is that the name of Mother of the Clergy? Yes, that was the alma mater, closed down. Uh, that we do ask, that's enough out of you, uh, that we, we do ask... Mary, to intercede for vocations in our diocese. And um, with, um, with great trust in her, uh, we know that uh, I, as mentioned about the first time I went to Our Lady of Lourdes, uh, the shrine was uh, in 06, and two of the four original pilgrims who came with me, uh, I joined uh, Dame of Malta, uh, Charlotte Kiesel, who's there right now. This is typically when the Knights of Malta are in uh, Lourdes. Two of those four original pilgrims, one was ordained a priest, uh, and one is moving on to theology, and the other two, who knows? But um, it's very significant in that, as well as we uh, keep in mind Mary uh, leading us always to a desire to seek the will of the Father, our Father in heaven. And always leading, always, always leading us to her son. All, all the most of the major titles of Mary, uh, Mary's seat of wisdom. She's holding uh, Jesus in her arms. She's a seat uh, of wisdom incarnate. Uh, Mary, uh, mother of mercy, refers to Jesus. Mercy incarnate. Mary, mother of hope. Jesus is the hope last incarnate. words of Mary in the scriptures, which come do from whatever do whatever he, he tells, tells you. you. Mm-hmm. That's right. And of course, the preeminent title of Mary, Mary, Mother of God. People get freaked out about that, but it's not that title is not about Mary. It's about Jesus. You know, there's a church in Rome for the grandmother of God. Interesting. Really? Oh, yeah. Saint Anne. Saint Anne. Mm Saint Anne. That's right. So then, conclude with asking Mary's intercession. Hail Mary, full Full of of grace. grace, The Lord Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed Blessed art thou among women, women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Lords, pray for us, love Jesus in our hearts forever. God bless you.